0: Good evening guys and welcome to another CLC Evening Broadcast. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you guys are being blessed. And yo, we're moving out of lockdown very soon, which I know for some of you guys will be a bit of a blessing. But hey, however, the second lockdown is be treating you, just know that God is with you always. And yo, if you're here today, if you are tuning in today or if you're rewatching this talk right now, I really hope and pray that God is gonna bless you because I fully believe that this word that I'm bringing to you is not from me, but it's from God. Um, Pastor Wynell and Daniel asked me, they said, Daniel, we would like you to speak tonight. And I was like, cool. You know how I do. I always love the blessing and the privilege um, that these guys do um, honour me with to be able to honour them and to honour God, to honour you guys, to be able to speak to you guys tonight. So what is the title of this message? I'm a big believer in titles. I'm a big believer in setting the stage. Um, So the title for this message is, my mission, my focus. Yes, this is going to be a talk about evangelism and how us guys can get more missional because, yo, guys, you know what? As Christians, we are supposed to shine. As Christians, we are supposed to be the light. As Christians, we are we might be the only Bible other people read. So we need to make sure that we are equipped, we're ready, and we are shining like Christ shines. And to do that, evangelism is so, so important. For me, I'm a big believer in that. There is nothing more important than getting people into church nothing more important than getting people into the kingdom you know the bible says heaven rejoices when a new person comes into the into the kingdom and gives their life to christ so i'm excited to share this message with you so with this title this title my mission my focus i've been thinking a lot it made me think a lot about the topic of purpose now i'm not going to be talking a lot about purpose but i do briefly want to mention it because i believe it is important and it will help me to lead on to my next points i'm going to make so The first, as a Christian, sorry, as a Christian, and as a disciple, I have been, you know, really getting involved, really growing in my faith for these last around like three years where I've really seen my faith grow. And that is all to do from discipleship. Um, And that's partly what I'm going to be speaking about today. But what I have come across in my time studying the Bible, praying, hearing amazing other speakers talk online here at CLC and elsewhere, I've really felt like I've constructed three main purposes. That us lot, as Christians and followers of Jesus Christ, have. So, I'm gonna go step by step, this through them. So, the first one is this. The first one, I believe that our main focus is as Christians, and might be the main one, is love. Yo, ah, this this thing that we have is not a religion, it's a relationship. It's a relationship with God and it's a relationship with others. You know, it's vertical and it's horizontal with God and with other people. And we are supposed to show the love wherever we go, you know, have no other idols, you know, as it says in the laws, but we love our, the one true and only God who loves us, us so much, and we should love him. You know, he loves us first. John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that ever believes in him should not die or perish but have everlasting life so to love others you know and it says that in mark 12 30 to 31 love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength and the second is this love your neighbor as yourself there's no commandment greater than these these Um, Two commandments summarise up the law from the Old Testament, but we know we're now in the the New Testament, the new covenant, the covenant of love, the covenant of relationship, not law. And therefore, we need to love God and love others. My second um, point that I want to make about our purpose as Christians is that we are supposed to shine. Our purpose is to shine. Now, I'm not going to go into this. This one, when I'm talking about shine, I mean that you're supposed to be the light in your world, in your environment, in your workplace, in your home, on the sports field, in school, in university, whatever you're doing. As Christians, we're supposed to be the light and we're supposed to shine. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit. But I believe that God has made us for a purpose. We all have a purpose. I believe that your your pure existence is made for your purpose you know it talks about in psalm 139 that god knew us in our mother's wombs it also says in ephesians 2 10 that we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works that god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them he made Good works for us. He gave us a purpose, a mission, something that we, only us as the individual, only something that you can do and you need to learn what that is and walk in it. And I'm not going to go into that, you know, that's something that I am always striving to look for, like God more specifically, what is my purpose? What was my purpose? You know, and it's an important thing, but that is not the main thing I want to focus on today. The third thing that I want to focus on today, our third main purpose that we have as Christians is to spread is to spread like locusts, like flies, we're supposed to be everywhere, we're supposed to get everywhere, we are supposed to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus came to this earth in the form of human flesh, that he came to this earth and that he died on the cross for my sins, for your sins, for the world's sins, um, future, past and present, that we have, there's no, there's therefore now no condemnation because we are in Christ Jesus. He died for me, he died for you, he died for the world. And that is the greatest news that we could have. And we get eternal life if we put our faith in him. And we just repent of our sins or the, the ways that we have not been living according to God's word. That is the greatest news ever. And so I just want to back this up with this verse. It says in Genesis 1, 28. Um, This is what I mean by I'm talking about spreading. And this is like the OG. This is almost like the first great commission. It says here, then God blessed them. He's talking to Adam and Eve right now. It said, then God blessed him. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the seas, over the birds of the air, and over every little thing that moves on the earth. Or we could take this into the New Testament equivalent, which would basically be in, in Matthew um, 28 verse 19, it says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is one of our main focuses. And that is what I want to talk to you guys today about. Are we focused on this main, this third purpose I'm talking about, to spread the gospel, to be missional, to get and to spread the good news wherever we are. And I know in this lockdown season, don't worry, I know that it's different. It's hard. Maybe you're not interacting with as many people as you normally would. Maybe you're shielding out there and you're not really interacting with many people. Maybe it's just your close friends and family. Maybe you're just a mother with your children and that is your main circle right now. But you can still be the light wherever you are at. It doesn't matter how many people you are exposed to right now, you can still be missional. And it's even more key and even more important that we are missional in these times when we maybe have less time, less opportunity with each and every single person that um, we have. So that is what I. want to talk um, a little bit about see when we look at this um scripture in matthew 28 verse 19 it says go into the world and make disciples of all nations that's the new king james version but if we're looking at the og king james version yo my people know if you have read it in the old normal king james version it says it says this it says go and teach all nations Go and teach all nations. So what we see here is that we as the church, as followers of Christ, we are the example. We are the example wherever we go. We're supposed to be teaching the world how to live. We're supposed to be teaching the world how to get into a relationship with Christ. You see, there's been almost a focus recently, and I can fall into it too, where we believe that if we make someone a Christian, if we purely convert somebody or something like that, or if we lead some someone to Christ, you know, glory to God. Glory to God, that is amazing. That is the first step, but we can't fall into the trap and the light of game over, you know, mission complete. He gave his life to Christ, you know, No, guys, this thing that we call discipleship is a long journey. It is a lifetime journey. This is something we do until we pass on, something that we do until we die. Discipleship is a lifestyle. And what does that discipleship look like? What's a definition of discipleship, Daniel? Well, you know, one thing that you see a lot of people doing, a lot of people who speak and doing is they like to make up their own definitions, you know. So I, I, you can give me some credibility because, you know, I, I, I thought of this um, example of what, what is discipleship, what the definition of discipleship could be. And this is the definition that I came up with. It was to walk like Jesus and to be like Jesus. To walk like Jesus, to grow like Jesus and to do like Jesus. Jesus, we need to be students. We need to be students, disciples, people who are actively seeking to become more and more and more like Christ. And and this in this talk, I want to challenge you guys because there might be things that are going to make you uncomfortable. And what I'm saying to you about to prove, like, are you really truly a disciple, or are you, or are you just someone with a label? Have you just got the label of I'm a Christian? Yo, I have met so many people, especially when I was in uni, so many people who would say, "Oh yeah, I'm Christian." Look at my cross, yeah, I'm Christian. Look at my tattoo, look at my Jesus tattoo. No, no, for real real talk though, I think you know, if you wanna get a Jesus tattoo, awesome. But do you know what I mean? So many people say, oh, I'm a Christian, look, I do this. Or, oh yeah, I was confirmed. Oh, I've heard that one so many times. Or I was baptized as a child, I'm a Christian. Oh yeah, I go to church in in, in Easter, you know, and and, on Christmas, maybe here or there, maybe once a month, maybe if I feel like it, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. So (laughs) how do we grow? How do we become more focused? How are we more like disciples? You need to know the word. You need to grow the word. So I've got three main points or three or four main points about what does it look like to really be a disciple? Or how can we test my discipleship level from a scale of zero to level 100? How can we test that we're disciples? So this is my first point. Am I doing the word? So write that down. Am I doing the word? Yes, right. I didn't say, are you reading the word? I said, are you doing the word? Um, it says in James 1, 22 to 24, don't be, um, be doers of the word, not hearers of the word only, deceiving yourselves. Oh, I'm telling you, the Bible is cold sometimes, but I love it because it just tells it as it is. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer, and if anyone is a hearer, not a doer, he is like a man who walks, who, he's a man who observes himself, his natural reflection in the mirror, and he observes himself for a while, walks away, and immediately forgets the kind of man he was. That's what the word of God says. So if you're a hearer of the word, if you're merely a hearer of the word, not a doer, you're not spiritually mature. You know, Pastor Daniel says this all the time and it is gold. It is so gold. Literally, pure pure spiritual maturity or true spiritual maturity is not simply knowing the word in your head. It's knowing the word in your heart and doing it. Because faith is action. Faith is doing what the word of God has said. So how many times, and this uh, this is me as well. How many times do we go to church or we watch an amazing, uh, amazing message online by our favorite pastors whether you know that's bill johnson stephen furtick mike todd um ex like ex preacher whatever how many times we like yeah man Woo, what a word fire amen god but then you know or even more importantly when we come to church and then we're here and we're like yes praise god praise god but then two days later someone asks you oh what would you learn about in church Oh, 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 my mind's gone blank. Uh, I I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember, you know. Oh, but I know it was good. I know it was good. (laughs) I've been there, done that. Trust me, guys. Yo, that's why we need to be active in this word and take notes. And that's what this verse from James is saying. It's saying how easy it is to forget who you are if you're not doing it. When you just observe, when you just look, when you're being passive, we need to go and we need to do the word. You know, it'll be a lot more beneficial to you and you'd be a lot more of a disciple if you knew one scripture if you only ever read one scripture in the word of God but did it as opposed to having a photographic memory and knowing the whole word of God in your head Knowing scripture is important but you need to do what the word of God says that is how we grow so secondly second point am I telling others about my heavenly father am I telling others about my faith Look, I know some of us might not feel like we are evangelists in a sense. You know, or we, we get scared or, or we, we get fearful or, you know, ah, oh, Daniel, it's not my natural gift. Ah, oh, Daniel, I just get a bit scared and it's kind of awkward. <clears throat> Can I tell you something? Like, we're all evangelists, you know. We're all evangelists if you don't realize it. Like, you're an evangelist about something. How many of us would say, if I was going to say, yo, who's favorite, what is your favorite restaurant? I would have people saying like, oh, McDonald's is the best. You know, their chips are so smooth and crispy and soft on the inside and just throw out my mouth salt and mm, them nugs. Don't even get me started on them nugs. You know, and the barbecue sauce, boy. That barbecue sauce is good. Some of you would be like, nah, KFC's the one, Daniel. The crispiness of the skin on the chicken is just so finger licking good. That is the best one. <clears throat> Some of you out there would be like, nah, Burger King's the one. Some of you might be, nah. Pizza Hut is the one. Domino's is the one. Or how many of you guys who like football out there, or, or girls, we, always, we wear the we wear the Pompey football sh- um, t-shirt. We wear the Arsenal football t-shirt. If you're Arsenal represent, that is my team as well. You know, we're not doing right because right now. But you know, how many of us have them? Or the amount of Pompey tattoos I've seen on people's arms or on their legs of just the crest. People are evangelists as well, but, but what they love about, do you love God enough to be an evangelist? <sighs> Do you love God enough to be an evangelist? You know, so many people wear T-shirts or bands like Metallica or, you know, um, Notorious B.I.G. or whatever it is. But man, we need to we need to spread the word of God wherever we're going. And if you're scared, ask God. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the boldness, the boldness to share um, in that faith. Ask yourself this question as well. And yo, this super challenged me. I was talking to my um, a student, um, in our student uh, ministry that we have here at CLC, CLC. his name is Oscar, and man, this guy is absolutely on fire. I love this guy, and he challenges me so much because this guy will literally, he is one of the most natural evangelists I've ever seen, and he's just so good at evangelizing. He goes to street preachers, etc., etc. Not saying you have to do that, you don't have to be a street preacher, but he is just so amazing at what he does. So, if you're Oscar, if you're watching, my brother, represent, um, God is moving in you powerfully. Um, but what he said, he gave me this comment that he said, he heard. And he said, what would the church look like if every Christian was like you? What would the church look like if every Christian was like you? Now, if you kind of got a bit stiff, a bit cold after hearing that, a little bit like, you know, maybe it's because you are knowing that you're not being as missional as you should be. Maybe it's because you're not as focused as you should be on other people and spreading the good news of Christ wherever you go. Maybe it's because you're not bringing, inviting enough people to church, to church online, or when we come back in person to church. That's how churches grow. Like we don't want a church here to grow because we just get other Christians from other churches. We don't want that. The church needs to go naturally, a healthy church. Sure, we might look at other churches and say, oh, they're bigger. Yeah, we might look at other churches and say, oh yeah, like they got more, they got more people, they have this or they have that, you know, or that church grew really quick that's fine you know but church numbers is not just the only thing you you need to look at is the church growing from new believers coming into the kingdom of christ and then are they after that being discipled and growing in their faith actively and not just wearing this whole christian thing as a sign are you helping to disciple other people so do people and oh yes sorry So are you telling people about Jesus? Are you telling people about Christ? And my third one is this, do people know? If you're you're a disciple, do people know? No, I'm not just talking about in church. I'm not just talking about on the Facebook private group, CLC Family Community. Do people in the environments that you're in, in the world out there, do they know? that you're a Christian? Do they know that you follow Christ? Do they know that you have a relationship? As I said earlier, you know, um, I was talking about being the salt, talk, talking about being the light, being the light to everyone. It says in Matthew 5, 13 to 16, and you guys have heard this, I know, but here's what it says. <clears throat> you are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Salt refers to um um pers- um preservation is the word, not perseverance, preservation. Salt preserves. We are supposed to preserve the kingdom. We're supposed to preserve the earth. It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. You're supposed to shine. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. So what is the point of that? Instead, they put it on a stand. They put it high up. And it gives light to everyone in the house. That's what light does, yo. Where there's light, when light, when light is in darkness, light be, light beats the darkness. And in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So when people know you're like Christ and you are reflecting Christ and people see that, you are giving glory to God. That is what you're doing. You're giving glory to God. When people see that you're like Christ, you are giving glory to God. But why is it that we, a lot of us, we we like to dim our light? or well, we don't like to dim our light, but we purposefully dim our lights or our light when we're in not church. And I am a big, or sorry, was, was a big culprit of this especially when I was in uni I wasn't as mature in my faith you know I, I even I, it was even to the extent where well, I was ashamed of my faith like I did not like people knowing that you know I, I went to church sometimes I didn't even go all the time or my family was Christian and I had these certain beliefs I'd always be quiet didn't like to share I was really timid and I would actually get very very uncomfortable and very very stiff around people whenever we would talk about god or jesus or church or the topic of religion or faith or things pertaining or relating to that topic came up in school outside of church In church it was fine you know everybody is a christian here everybody wants to be here everyone is here because i feel like a bit of like a club like everyone is here who should be here no we need to we need to be sharing to people who don't know that's what it means that's what it means to be the light. We need to shine in the world, not in the church. The church is not a building. Y- y'all know that anyway. You guys will know that anyway. So we're supposed to shine. So why don't we share? Why don't we share? Why Why do some of us feel that like we just can't share? That we just get so scared not to share? Or maybe we're not sharing enough. Like, what is it? And again, I have three points that I want to make to you guys about why it is that we're not sharing or we, or we feel like we can't share Or kind of paralyzes us not to share. So the first one is this. Suspense. (laughs) The first one is this. We focus too much on ourselves or focus on me. When I'm talking I said this, like my mission, my focus, it's a title. So I need to talk about focus. So a lot of us focus on ourselves. We, we don't serve. We have this consumerist mindset, especially here in the Western um, culture and society that, you know, we, we always um, give to get. We always give to get. And a lot of time we come to church and we see it as this event. Ooh, we see church as an event. You like for example, even it's even gotten to our terminology. Even in the church, I felt mad conviction over this. I heard this the other day. A lot of the time we call this thing, we call it a stage. Guys, church is not, A performance. Church is not a performance. It's a platform. I'm the same level as you, putting on stage as if I'm performing something. It's as if it's a show. This thing is not a show. Church is not a show. This thing is a lifestyle. This thing is our life. We have Jesus to reflect. We don't have time to be performing and acting. We need to be um, serving. We need to be um, sharing the good news of Christ wherever we go. And we focus so much on ourselves. even got into our church culture. No condemnation to anyone who said that before in the past, by the way. But I just felt my conviction over that but a lot of the time we focus on me 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 you know we don't serve or and we come to church and we get and we leave um etc etc a lot of the time we think ah i'm not perfect or i don't know enough or i can't be used by god or um yeah i need to sort my oh yes thank you god i need to sort myself out before i before i share with other people if you feel like you need to sort yourself out before you just sort out with other people, then you need to really, that's, that should be enough conviction to get you into church and start the word of God in the first place. That's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> but we can't focus on ourselves. We need to focus on serving others as Jesus did. He washed the feet of the disciples. He was the king of serving and we need to follow his example. The second is this. A lot of the time, as humans, it's very easy to focus on the negative things. I used to be like this. You know, when I was younger, I used to play tennis like, um, competitively played in um in, in around county level regional level went to london etc etc played in tournaments um and stuff like that and um every time most of the times when i would get up to these big moments you know um it was it, were, or it, was, it was an important point or you know it was an important match it was tight like the stakes were high i would always get so nervous I just get so nervous and I get fear. And, you, and how many of you guys know when you have fear, you kind of get this thing called like yips. Yips means like you can't really move your body, you can't perform as well as you'd like to perform. And a lot of a lot of the time when we we have like. Um, we have Christian yips. Like we don't, whenever we're um, faced with an opportunity to share, we kind of, we know, oh, maybe I should be sharing. Like the thought is there. The Holy Spirit is there and it's nagging you. He's saying, come on, share, 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 share. Talk about me. It's a great time to talk about us. We freeze up. We don't do it. We get paralyzed in fear and we don't move. So I want to ask you this. Do you have more fear than faith? You just need 51% faith and 49% fear. As long as your faith overcomes your fear, you're all good. And you got to be stepping out in faith. And you got to be sharing the good News. You know, so many scriptures There's so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about being courageous, um, having um, having faith and not fear that God is with us all the time. You know, I think it's say I think God talks about um, saying I am with you or like I am with you 365 times in the Bible, one for every day. Imagine that. But there's so many scriptures that, that talk about, you know, um, be courageous. Don't have fear. <clears throat> I am with you. Um first um Joshua one nine um be strong and have good courage, don't be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isaiah forty one ten. Um fear not for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. Um I will help you, yes, I will strengthen you, I will uphold you with my righteous right man righteous right hand second timothy 1 7 god has not given you a spirit of fear but of love of power of a sound mind and even in that scripture in um matthew 28 verse 19 where it talks about the great commission one verse after in verse 20 the scripture that says after that is fear not i am with you i am always with you even till the end of the age don't be scared god is with you wherever you go and the holy spirit will act number three and the last point of this is so many of us are distracted by the world so many of us are distracted by the world. you know so many of us are in the world and of the world when we should we should be in the world of course we're in the world we're here but we shouldn't be of the world we're supposed to reflect christ you know yes we're physical human beings but we're spiritual beings you know the word of god says in um I think it's Matthew 4, four. You know, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that precedes the word of God. You know, the bread representing the food, the physical thing we need. The the spirit, because we're spiritual beings as well, represents, the, uh, the word represents the spirit that we need. We need the spirit. We need the word of God as well. And, um, Sorry, um, and with so many of us are too distracted on the food, so many of us are too distracted on the things of this world that we forget about our spirits. Yes, we might be physically healthy, we might be hench. Some of you guys might be like the Hulk in the gym and like, oh yeah, like, I'm, all, I'm all big and all that. But we forget that we need to be spiritually rich, we need to know the word of God, we need to share the word of God. And we get distracted by the things of this world. You know, as we, as we see in Romans 1, um, Romans 12, 1 to 2, don't be conformed to this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. That's what it's saying, it's mean don't be conformed to this world, you know, don't be conformed, because it's very easy to get conformed. It's very easy to get distracted by stuff, you know, a lot of us, Netflix, yo, and this is, this is me, this is me, this can be me, man this can be me a lot of it and especially like a year ago half a year ago even you know i found out i found out that you can overindulge in things you can overindulge in so many other things that we don't need you know scripture says that um scripture says i believe it's first corinthians um 127 i believe or it's somewhere in corinthians this is the apostle paul speaking and he says that not (coughs) he says everything is lawful to me or everything is lawful for me but not everything is helpful. Everything is lawful to me, but not everything edifies. What does it mean by lawful? He's saying, I can do whatever I want, but not everything is helpful. I can do, I can watch, I can look at, I could drink whatever I want, even though the Bible says not to, but it's not going to be helpful. It's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for others. It's definitely not going to be good for others if you're claiming to be a Christian and you're doing those things. And that's a poor representation of who Christ is. We can't be doing that type of stuff. We shouldn't be doing that type of stuff. We should be reflecting Christ. And Christ wouldn't do that. Would Jesus do that? I don't think Jesus would be getting lit. (laughs) Drinking 10, knocking down 10 beers at the pub. Screaming because, yeah, Tottenham scored against Arsenal again. (sighs) Or England are playing bad. You know what I mean. So many different ones like this. We need to reflect Christ and not get caught up in things of this world. Netflix, we could be watching too much time watching Netflix. And it's taken away from the potential that we could be. You could be overindulging in something. and I could preach or speak about a whole um, other thing. Even idolizing. A lot of us, we can idolize lots of other things, other people. You know, we can get so caught, so caught up in our celebrities and the people that we like, like, you know, whether they're singers, whether they're TV presenters, whether they're models, whether they're actors, actresses, you know, rap artists, whoever, whoever you look up to, you shouldn't look up to anybody else. You should look up to Jesus. Jesus should be the person that you truly look up to and idolize because he's the one, he's the one that we need. He is the one that we love. And if you are so distracted on things of the world, you're not going to shine. You're not going to shine like it's in that, in that same scripture. You're going to be like a normal, or not normal, but you're going to be like any other person. And people are not going to be able to see who you are. Don't dim your own light. If you're dimming your own light, there's a problem. I'm not saying you have to be a full-on hell preacher like, yeah, you're going to hell, repent, repent, repent. No, not at all. Show them love, but be active in the word of God. And don't hide it. Bring him into your whole speech. I mean, if you've got a child, you're going to speak about your child. You're going to be proud about your child, aren't you? You're going to say, "Oh, like you wouldn't guess what my baby did then," and you wouldn't guess what my my children. Are. You know, so many parents. Like we, you guys, talk a lot about our kids, which is great, which is great, and we need to be the same when we talk about Christ, because He's our Father, and that's what He and that's what He would do for us. So, just to really quickly recap on some things, just to recap on some things. Am I doing the Word of God? Are you doing the word of God? Not merely hearing it, reading it, looking at it. Are you actually doing it? Because that's what true faith is. Are you telling people about Jesus, about God, about what he's done for you, about what your testimony is? Because that's so powerful. Three, do people know? Are you hiding your light? Or do people see that you are a Christ follower and there's something different about you? Reasons why you you don't feel like you could maybe share because your focus is off. First one, you're focusing too much on yourself. Go and serve somewhere. Go and do something for someone else. If you focus too much on fear, the Holy Spirit is with you. God is with you and he will overcome every fear, every fear that you might have about sharing. And the third one is this, you're distracted by the world. Don't be distracted by the world, focus on the word, Focus on God, and he'll make everything known. Guys, I hope this was um, challenging and good for you guys. It's challenged me super, um, especially with a couple of points where I was just like, oh, God, all right, I need to I need to check my game. I need to check myself, always check myself, just like you guys. We need to check ourselves to see, am I on track? Am I on track? Am I still doing what I should be doing? Am I still on fire as I was before? And if you weren't, maybe that's the reason why you're not sharing as much. Maybe you feel depleted. Maybe the season's just taken that out of you. That's why I'm going to pray with you guys right now. So, Lord, I thank you for each and every single person here right now. And, Lord, I thank you for your word, your word that is powerful, your word that is living, your word that is just pure life to us Lord Father and I thank you Lord that you give us an abundant life Lord I just pray for each and every single person Lord Father out there maybe those who are scared to share Lord I pray you give them the faith Lord Father the boldness that talks about and um, I believe it's current feelings again Lord Father or acts to to overcome Lord Father and to share your good news like the disciples did Lord I pray that people's comfort zones would expand Lord Father I pray Lord God that you would Holy Spirit that we'll be able to abide and listen to your voice and go and do what you say to us Lord God and I pray for those right now who may their fire is out the season has put you out maybe the season has completely just depleted you and you don't feel like doing anything you don't feel like sharing you don't even feel the joy of the lord anymore lord i pray that you would put a fire back in their stomachs and their bellies lord i pray that you would let faith arise once again lord i pray that you would reignite them even hotter than ever before lord father to be on fire for you to spread the good news about you and lord father to so that, that they can shine As the psalmist Rihanna said, shine bright like a diamond to everyone, Lord Father, who may be in their vicinity, in their area, and in their workplace. In Jesus' name, I have prayed, amen. God bless you guys, and enjoy the week that we have coming up. See you guys later.